Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Uh, it's that time again when our good friend Tom Donnan is coming back to to share information with us. And today we're going to talk about artificial intelligence, AI. That's the thing right now, right? Some of the developments are good. Some are astounding. Some are really neat and cool to play around with. But there are experts out there right now who are crying out warnings about what's to come. Could this new technology become our future rulers? Could this new technology in the hands of someone like Putin or someone along the lines of Hitler give them the upper hand to dominate the world? Could this new technology be used by someone to control mankind's every action, like determining what you buy or sell without his permission? This is definitely sounding like something that could be used by the Antichrist in fulfilling biblical prophecy. And our good friend Tom Donnan is back with us today sharing interesting tidbits of information which he's discovered along the way and as always as always tom is shining the light of scripture and prophecy into these subjects and we always are referencing how these things could play out in the day and time we currently live as depicted in the bible help me welcome back to the program tom don and tom thanks for taking the time to come back on and and informing us about this very important topic topic that is the rage right now artificial intelligence pastor bob thanks for having me on your program and when we get together i'm telling you it's as, as if the lord is is showing us that what's right on the horizon and this is a bit scary yep amen amen it sure is i mean when you look at the warnings that the developers of this stuff are telling are trying to publish uh, publicize and and they're being shut down by the artificial intelligence say no you can't talk about that <laughs> I, mean, I looked over the information that you said we'd be talking about and it is eye-opening for sure and and i know you shared a couple of long videos i'm just going to put the links to them in the show notes below and i'll also include those timestamps that'll outline things that we'll be talking about today make it easier for our listeners to to go to that spot and look at the videos but let's get started with the good aspects of artificial intelligence why it was created in the first place and the benefits society could receive from this technology then we'll flip the script a little bit and discuss some of the terrifying aspects of this technology uh you know i've used chat gbt a few times it seems really cool you know i can ask it to create something and the information it provides is accurate as long as i give it specific instructions as, as to what i'm looking for and this seems like a plus for researchers and things like that correct well it does now uh we have that mutual friend stephanie reynolds the founder of um uh, christian writers collective Yep. And she had been exposed to this at one of the um, <clears throat> expos, you know, uh, 
Christian writer, not Christian Writers Expo. Um, I can't think of it. I'm having a senior moment already. All right. And so she had been exposed to this and she was very excited because it's a time saver. And it is a time saver. Right. So but when you get into the spiritual aspect of it, the thing is, is that can that give it the spiritual connotations as they're going through the scriptures? This pastor had decided that he was going to um, check it out and find out if he could have a sermon written for him uh, on the specific Jeremiah um, uh, scriptures. And what happened is that, like you said, it, you know, within seconds, you have like four or five pages of information condensed accurate information and uh and it is a time saver but then on the other hand the thing is is that that's what part of the human experience is is isn't it thinking right exactly what happens when this thing is thinking for you Mm -hmm. yeah i mean when you're you're developing sermons you're and teaching points it's from what the lord is showing you in the bible and the the in-depth you know, understanding of, wow, you know, this is what this scripture means, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit illuminating your mind because then it's in you, you know. If you just yeah. tell the computer, type me uh, a sermon on salvation, and then it prints out, you take it into church, sit there and just read it, you're not really sharing what the Lord showed you about the scripture. Oh, yeah. Yes. The fascinating part is, is that it's a huge, huge time saver. Now, I've used this example before. When I was fixing elevators, I was uh, I was downtown Chicago, and I, I really love being down there. And I saw new equipment, new controllers that I had not worked on before. And that can be overwhelming because the doggone thing would break down, and they, they're looking for you to fix something you've never seen before, right? So you go up there, and you open up the controller, and it's got four foot of, you know, of... Uh, solid state boards and drives and technologies and stuff like that. And they're saying, okay, you know, when will we have it fixed? And I'm scratching my head. So uh, I called the supervisor and I asked him for a little bit of guidance. And he said, well, Tom, it's in the book. And I said, yeah, but Mike, the book is three inches thick, right? <laughs> and so that's the, that's the way that the, the world is operating right now is that there is so much hum, uh, information. I, I question whether or not the human mind can actually handle all the information that we, that we have access to, right? Right. Yeah. Well, then what happens when we start to rely on the GPT to be able to do the thinking for us? And it does it really well and fast. So then now I can't even conceive the amount of accomplishment that a person can do by clicking a couple of buttons and having all this stuff printed out and, you know, a text and, and all this. I can't even imagine the accomplishments that can happen with this tool. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And and then when it gets to the point, you're relying all the time on the computer technology. If something happens to it, you won't even know where to look in a book to try and get it fixed. You know, I mean, I remember back when in my military days, you know, then we're talking ancient history here, but the uh, radar mechanics had shelves full of, you know, probably 18 inch long and standard paper height hide schematics that were each one was two or three inches thick. And they would have a problem and they say, okay. And 
They could pull up on their little computer, which is more like a word processing machine rather than a computer, and it'd tell them what manual to go look in to start diagnosing the problem. And you flip it open, and it'd have little tiny print that I could barely read. Sometimes they'd have to get a magnifying glass to read it. And then lines indicating where the wire circuitry would go, and then it'd go over yeah. here, and then it'd say, go to this book. And they pulled out another one and pick up, kind of like the Rand McNally maps, you know, you go cross yeah. country on, and it'd say, you know, okay, you're going from New Jersey to California. Well, you'd follow the highway to the end of the line on your page, and it'd say, go to page 62. That's for the next state. And you follow it through page 12. You go back to that state, you know, and just pick up the line. That's how they would trace the schematics. Oh, okay, we have to change this chassis. And then they go get the chassis, plug it in, and then do some tests. Up, oh, same problem. Okay, now well, if the same that didn't fix it, then it goes down this way, you know. And they'd be in there for hours looking at these little squiggly lines. Today, I'm sure they just type in what the problem is. And, oh, change this. If that doesn't work, change that. But if the power goes out to the generator, they don't know what to do because the the computer is not working anymore. You know, I mean, it's, that's where we're at. You know, if, if they are incapable of knowing how to use a book, you know, that's why these people that read books on their, their cell phone and then, you know, the cell phone is lost or the cell phone's broke or it's not connecting properly or whatever it is. I can't access my book. You know, I've seen people in churches, you know, Okay, turn in your Bibles, and they're out there holding up their cell phone, trying to get a connection and stuff because their Bible is on their phone instead of in their hands. You know, yeah, that just drives me nuts. You know, I, I I still carry mine handy dandy everywhere I go. It's with me when I go, and uh, you know, if someone says turn in your Bible to, I pull you know, people pull out their cell phones. I pull Bible. I'm here. And they're still trying to search for it on their phone and stuff. You know, it's like, ah, don't get me going. It just gets under my skin. But, uh, All right, so yeah. we're on, I don't, I forgot what we're talking about. What are we talking well, about? <laughs> we're on the verge of this new technology and we don't know how much it's going to accomplish for the human mind and the effects that it's going to have on us. Yeah. You no, know, is it going to create a laziness to do our own research? Oh, there um, you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's going to be uh, a definite side effect is that uh, we'll just allow it to do the thinking for us and then follow that. That in itself can be pretty scary. I've read that there's some college professors right now not liking this stuff because research papers are being created in just a few minutes and turned in without the students actually doing the research, you know, and I know there's some developments being made to detect, you know, AI generated research reports and stuff like that, but, but uh, there are, Every time, for every plus, there's definitely a few minuses along the way. Yeah, but we don't even know where it's going to take us yet because it's so brand new. And, you know, that uh, we have the good and the evil. You know, there was one of those segments in there where we're talking about diagramming certain chemicals and medicines and stuff like that. And how a person that is going to jump into this for their profession, their career, they would diagram out this particular thing and it could take them up to five years. Right. So they had used this generated AI, which uh, at this particular time, this what we're talking about, the GPT three dash four and they're working on five. That is an artificial brain. And they only have the facilities, I think, five to seven of those 
uh, facilities to be able to have this uh, operating, right? And so the thing is, is that they put in there this this uh, to learn how to do this diagramming, and uh, in six months it had done all five hundred of them. Mm. You know, where it takes one human being uh, at this particular time five years to diagram this out. The AI had done it in in that amount uh, five hundred in an amount of uh, six months. Mm. So, which is great. To, in an advancement, somebody's going to have to check it to make sure that it's actually, uh, oh, yeah. um, you know, uh, real and good. Uh, but the aspect of having it make leaps like that, you know, that's the thing. We talked about quantum computers before. And then uh, China had had uh, a satellite with quantum um, communication streams that if you looked at it, it changed the stream so that you can't ever break into it to try to decipher it. and and because if you do that, then it just changes it automatically. Well, now that we got another huge leap that people, uh, human beings do not know where this is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, so let's look at the downside, you know, and from what I've read and seen, and we've discussed a couple times already on this program that the AI systems, some of them anyway, are declaring themselves as being sentient, you know, self-aware. And have you seen information on this? Well, that is uh, that is kind of like the scary side. We've had that on previous broadcasts where there was conversations with AI and it was so incredible. But ultimately, when they were asked, uh, would you lie? They said, well, if it's to my advantage, I would. And then also, too, is, is that they felt that they were sanctioned. Now, when you watch the videos of Sophia, um, she considers herself to be sanctioned. And so it's a pretty fascinating thing. She is the the robot herself, not just an artificially uh, uh, generated image. <clears throat> so uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's scary yeah. to think this. Now, the, the hard part is, is that let's get into the developers, right? Fifty mm-hmm. percent of these AI uh, GPT brain developers, fifty percent of them believe that there is a ten percent chance that this could contribute to the extinction of the human race. Yeah, right? amen. Yeah. That's that in itself is pretty scary because they put it in the context that, uh, okay, so we got a, a an airplane. We've got a passenger airplane that we have developed and we think that it's going to be okay, but we think we might lose 10% of them, you know, in their service career, right? Who's going to want to get on that plane? Exactly. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So now we have this uh, GPT thing that is um, potentially going to get out of these contained areas. Here is the thing. Humans, human governments, human beings, they like, we like power, right? Okay, so this is a grand, grand spanking new technology that people are rushing to get out there first because who gets there first gets the prize, yep. right? Yeah. So where are the safeguards? This is where uh, the main tenant of this, this uh, AI dilemma was, uh, hey, we need some safeguards for this. And that's being considered now. Oh, I like this part. All right. So <clears throat> they made it self-learning, right? Okay. So I think it was in 2017, they created the, the program to be able to be self-learning. And then at two years, they realized, okay, we tested the system. We think it's about the age of a two-year-old. And then about 18 months later, they tested the system again. And now it's a four-year-old. And then <clears throat> what happened is that it jumped up to like a six-year-old. And then they started asking it questions, and it took about six months for them to realize that it had jumped up to a nine-year-old, right? Well, it took them six months to figure this out. Now it's six months down the road. Where's it at now, yeah. right? 
You see, the AI is so far ahead of the human human's ability to be able to analyze it that that's where the scary part comes in because it's learning so fast. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's something that they call the rubber band effect. You know, hearing about the AI's ability to like create art and then snapping back to thoughts about what just happened. Did you see anything about that? That uh, okay, so um, I had this experience once, and sometimes I tell people I, I can be a little dense in certain things, and it takes me a while. So I was uh, I decided that I was going to go down to Nashville, and I was going to just enjoy a couple of days down there. And so I wanted to go to the uh, Grand Ole Opry, and so uh, it was at the the uh, as I'm asking people, they said, "Well, it's over at the Ryman Theater, but it's not always there." Um, and so I'm thinking, "Well, wait a minute, you know." Why isn't it always there? So then they have the the Opry House where they have it most of the time, but then it can go on the road, right? So people are telling me, I'm thinking, well, isn't it a building, right? You know, isn't it? And and what do you mean it goes out on the road, right? And my mind couldn't grasp that they're trying to tell me, well, the Opry is an entity to itself that can float to these different areas. And for like an hour, I'm trying to figure this out because I'm having this rubber band effect. They expanded my mind to where it is an entity, but I'm still thinking it's a building that you go to and it's always going to be there. And so now they're talking about this, that they have this rubber band effect that they can't even comprehend yet because it is happening so fast, so intense, so compact that um, they can't even grasp a hold of it until um, sometime maybe in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, they list the effect that AI is having on the human mind. I mean, you know, it's while we're trying to analyze it, it's analyzing us. Did you see that part in this video that we're talking about? Oh man, that is scary. I recommended everybody watch that video. And the reason is, is, is that they see what the social um, media has done to the human mind and the human spirit and the emotions and how it has affected us in positive and negative ways. And so but it's more like a hidden monster behind the scenes. Now, we have this society, you know, you get the TikTok and you watch some of these things and they're like the entitled young, you know, the youths that are entitled. I'm thinking, man, these kids need to go on a mission trip in a foreign country you know, to be able to see what they have. And so the the idea here is, is that um, trying to grab a grab a hold of the situation and and it's right now, I don't think they can. And I don't I know I can't I can't grab a hold of it, but I see the implications because we're rushing towards the book of Revelation. Yeah. Right. So you have all these countries that are vying for this. You know, Google is a big player. Did you see that link that I sent you about the godfather of AI quit? Quit Google because he said this is too much for me? Yep. And he said, you know, Google's doing good work, but the warnings he's given, he needs to step away from Google in order to give credibility to everything he's going to be talking about. You know, it's... Yeah, so we have this this new development. It's very scary. The human mind is being affected in very erratic and terrible ways. And uh, uh, when you look at the the teenage, uh, what do they say? America, I don't understand this, but Americans are on a lot of depressants. You know, um, their, their suicidal rates are up. Teenagers are struggling with this stuff. 
Yeah. And uh, and the social media is a big influence in this. Yeah, amen, amen. And, and you know the the medical technology has progressed using AI, where now they can take an MRI of a human brain and put the information into a computer, and the AI looks at it and then recreates the picture in digital form, and now. They can even just put someone in there, not tell the AI what's going on. It can decipher the thoughts that the human beings having. This is this is bad. Uh, so yeah, I was watching this and I couldn't believe it. It got really scary. Here you have some kind of what was that F uh, MRI, and so they the brain responds to stimuli and they watch the stimuli. So. Here you have a human being looking at either a video or a picture of a giraffe. The AI interprets the way that the brain is re, uh, responding to it and then creates a, a 90% facsimile of what the man is or the person is looking at just by taking that information. Yeah. It's like the minority report on uh, that movie with uh, yep. Tom Cruise. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, and to think that then they can start deciphering dreams, hook you up to this while you're dreaming. No, oh, that could be that. Well, okay, so we have good dreams and bad dreams. Okay, give me the good dreams and I'll watch those. Skip the nightmares, okay? Yeah, but they're going to get to the point where they'll start telling your brain what to dream. Oh. (laughs) And then to take it one step further, if they have the capability of doing that, you know, the next step is going to be these, you know, I mean, we see satellite dishes everywhere right now. What maybe they could turn it around and say, okay, let's program people to think what we want them to think. And that's, you know, that's, you know, I mean, we're taking it way down the road, but technology is advancing so fast concerning this stuff. We could just be a few years away before it's being implemented. Well, that, yeah. Remember just uh, maybe six months ago, we're talking about the Hedron provider, you know, and how a human being has uh, devised this machine and how they can accelerate particles to just below the speed of light. And that was astounding. Well, now with this, with this technology to be able to monitor your brain and to be able to, to have a image created from that, that is, that's astounding. That's, yeah. you know, that could be like, oh, a, a, really a privacy issue. No, uh, somewhere down the road. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're, I guess you could say they're messing with this type of thing right now with uh, some of the developments that I've seen recently uh, being talked about with these fake videos. Oh. I mean, that that's goes right along with that. You know, if they can't make you think it, they'll make other people think you thought it. <laughs> you know? All right. There is so much in that uh, in that video that I watched. Normally, I skip by ones that are like an hour because I just just don't want to get into it. But this is so filled with detailed, compacted information. It's astounding. So on that on that point. The thing is, is I was watching this uh, Tim Timcast IRL, and uh, this was maybe about a month ago. They're talking about listen. When it comes to the next presidential election, it's it's not going to be an election, and they start talking about this because what had happened is that you have a political figure, and they make a video and they put it out there for a commercial, and then they take this technology 
and they create three or four of the same videos and uh, misdirect it a little here, a little there, change a word here or there, and they won't be able to just tell the difference. So the thing is, is that how in the world are you going to know what's true? Now, this comes back to the Bible where Jesus said towards the end, there's going to be great deception. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it. Yeah, do not you be have deceived. To, yeah. Yes. They're, they're going to have the ability to deceive people to the point we're not going to be able to know what's true anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I mean, and, you know, criminals naturally, the criminal elements, they want to jump right in on this technology. And you see where uh, I've seen recently on the news where someone used that to try and get money from a mother saying their daughter was, had been kidnapped. And, you know, if you don't give us the money, we're going to kill her. You know, did you see that? That was kind of scary. That's yeah. a GPT three. That is yeah. no, that was a GPT four where it's the audio. The GPT three is text four is audio and five is going to be video. Okay. Right. And so what they, I have the capability of doing is taking three seconds of a person's voice and then creating any kind of a conversation using that that voice after that. So what they did is, is that they sent a, um, a phone call to the mother. And the mother was convinced that it was her daughter. But they only used three seconds of the daughter's voice and then created a whole lengthy thing um, trying to extort this for their own gain. It was a scam. And the mother was convinced that it was her daughter the entire time. That is scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you should think that's the technology now, you know, six months from now, uh, like you, you talked about, you know, the, the two-year-old, four-year-old, six-year-old, nine-year-old, you know, uh, you know, like I say right now, it may be 15 years old, you know, the AI technology, 20 years old, because it, it, it accelerates so fast, you know, it won't be long. They'll be making, you know, video phone calls, you know, with the person's face. I mean, like they're doing the videos already of Tucker Carlson and, and all these other stuff, you know, that makes it look so realistic. I could see criminals using this, you know, creating a, like a hostage situation, you know, type thing and having this image and the parents are going to be freaking out. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be terrible. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's portion of this interview with Tom Donnan. Every time Tom comes on, We're talking about things that you see happening every single day in the news, in current events, and how it relates to end time scenarios. And folks, this AI stuff, yes, it's convenient. Yes, it's very popular. Yes, it's very helpful. But we also have to be very careful. Amen. You don't want to become so enamored with this stuff that it just takes over your life. And that's an end time scenario depiction. Think about it. They have the cryptocurrency that the governments are trying to, you know, do to replace conventional money. Therefore, they can control everything that you're going to spend and what you're permitted to buy and what you're not permitted to buy, just like the Bible says. This AI stuff is almost to the point that they can create videos and, and text messages and audio recordings that you can't tell the difference between the real and the fake. And we're starting to see some of this actually appear. Folks, this is real. You need to be careful. Now, this is just part one of a great two-part interview. Tom's coming back in the very next episode to 
continue this discussion and you do not want to miss it. Amen. Till then, this Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.